Welcome to the Murder We Watched podcast. Tonight's episode, Sudden Death. And then I have sciatica, so, oh, my sciatica. Oh, my sciatica. Oh, but, but I have like a back pad. <laughs> what, is, what is sciatica? It's like a pinched nerve uh, because of just bad back stuff or like bad hip stuff. And it's that nerve that like runs down your leg and it gets pinched. It gets inflamed, and then like remember, remember how I remember there were times when I couldn't walk. I like would limp if I like sat wrong. If I sit on like hard surfaces wrong for too long, if I stand for too long, I breathe uh, <laughs> for too long. If you breathe for too long, I, there was literally one point in time where in my prime, like 23, 24, I was so in pain. I had to have my roommate help me make my bed because Jesus. I couldn't move. I didn't know that. I had no idea. To be fair, I don't work out or do yoga or do anything that could actually help, <laughs> like relieve the pain. I don't. I just sit on terrible surfaces and don't necessarily care about myself. I get really bad back pain sometimes, just because I'm all, I'm a tall, lanky boy, uh, mm-hmm. and I'll just I'll just sit through it. I'll like get through it, which is a horrible way to deal with pain. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's what most people do. I mean, I would have that. That's the problem is you go to a bar, all they have is those those horrid wooden benches. It's like, oh yeah, why can't it? And so you sit there for two hours, and then you're you're wondering why you're in back pains because you sat on a bench for three hours. <laughs> they should make like a bar for fucked up people, and it's all comfy chairs and like you know five thousand dollar lumbar support. <laughs> well, you <laughs> have to number mattresses in the corner. <laughs> yeah. You have to prove your pain level. Like you have to walk in. You have to have the eyeglasses chain. You have to be in a big oversized sweater. <laughs> Constantly you like, no, you have to know who Don Rickles is. You have to <laughs> have. Know. And if they can't answer fast enough, you break their leg to make it. You know, like, oh, now <laughs> and you, and you give in. them a shot of tequila. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh boy, I have so many tabs open with Caitlyn Jenner's car crash manslaughter charges right now. I should probably, I should probably, probably close those. I've created a new word mm-hmm. that I think fits this episode. It's not exposition; it's extra position. It's like extras. Or exposi- like too much exposition is overwhelming and pointless, but it's there. <laughs> exposition from extras, characters who should be extras and should not matter and should not be involved in, the- should not have had any speaking lines telling you the exposition. That's the new word, exposition. I think that's my that's my new Merriam-Webster dictionary pitch. That's your gonna- frindle. Uh-huh. <laughs> so welcome to Murder We Watched, a podcast where episode by episode we break down the 1980s crime serial murder she wrote, a show catered explicitly for elderly fucks. My name is Jake Sanders. And I'm Spencer Mirabelle. Today we're joined by my dear old friend, my old high school friend, who not once in my life do I ever think would watch an episode of this show, <laughs> <laughs> let alone this one. <laughs> uh, Evan Moore. Evan, how are you doing, bud? Good, I'm glad to be here. I know the answer to this, but I want to ask it anyway. Do you have any history with Murder, She Wrote? No, uh, all I know is that when you started this podcast, I told my mom that um, that I'm like, oh, <clears throat> Jake started a podcast, they're watching Murder, She Wrote. And she goes, Murder, She Wrote? What the fuck are they watching that for? And I'm like, oh, oh wait, he, I, I thought my mom might have watched it and liked it because that's like up her really shitty movie alley. And she's like, no, it's horrible. And I'm like, okay, great. This is going to be wonderful. Our, our parents would have been our age, give or take, yeah. you know, five or ten years around when this came out. I'm so curious of their perception on it because I can't imagine it's similar to ours. Where None like, of them will is... come on the show, though. That's no, the no. thing. Yeah. In fact, 
my mom my mom actively tells my family in the nicest way possible not to listen to the show <laughs> my mom emancipated me so it's this thing it's this thing he's working on it's this new he's trying to be very creative it's this new thing for him <laughs> he's he's warn him, but don't feel obligated to listen to it it's his own thing it's it's been brutal <laughs> oh wow that is savage <laughs> you know my dad said he'll never talk to me again my grandma uh, you know hung herself she couldn't handle the pressure of me doing a murder she wrote but podcast. weirdly enough uh, when they pass away they'll be giving you stock in a cricket team <laughs> oh, yeah sorry <laughs> yeah. before i forget i wanted to yeah. ask did i miss something but like what fucking football team is this is this like like was is it like like in the uk they have clubs right but we don't right. do that here in the states the best of my knowledge no uh, this is a precursor to the xfl this oh, is okay yeah that's what i was like this what is the vince fuck? mcmahon vince mcmahon should have been the commissioner this episode vengeance vengeance is mine you one-on-one against batista life is not fair I would have enjoyed it a lot more. Vince McMahon played the the commissioner character. It's not a. Is it a college? I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, it wasn't a college. It's not no. the NFL. It's, it's not, not the NFL. NFL. It's not like a high school team. Is it a local team? I don't play. You guys have played football. I played football for a week. Spencer, uh, Spencer, well, you're I, a lineman. I know this. You yeah. Know? The, the the infamous story is Evan is when I was in middle school. I was four foot ten, ninety nine pounds. Not even. I was eighty eight pounds. And I was in football. They, I would never play, but we were up by so many points that they finally were thinking, okay, we got to give him some play time. And they put me in in the last 20 seconds of the game as a defensive lineman. <laughs> That's what I played when I played football. <laughs> and when they, and when they, again, four, four foot 11, 88 pounds as a defensive lineman. They, they, a, a breeze would have thrown you across the field. They snapped the ball and I ran the other way. <laughs> we were up by 21 points or something. So that was the end of my short-lived football career. And then I started, then I did Knowledge Bowl instead. I was in debate team slash go. Knowledge Bowl. There you go. That's Evan, you played football for a long, how long did you, I can't remember how long you played football for. I just played football for a full season. I did it because a girlfriend I was dating at the time, a first year freshman in high year of high school was like, football's cool. I'm like, all right, I want to be cool. So <laughs> yeah. I, joined, I joined the Ferris football team, which is a really serious high school football team. Um, like one of the it best is. in the state. <laughs> Very serious. And everyone there had been doing it since like, you know, fourth grade. So I knew nothing. And so they just threw me on defensive line with like, remember Russ? Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. could pick me up and I weighed <laughs> 200 oh pounds. Russ, <laughs> Russ, there was... <laughs> I forgot about Russ. There was literally a kid that looked like a house. He was just yeah. fucking built. He was so... He shot out his mom's vagina. Like, just he flexed his way out of that. And, and for fun, he would drag monster truck tires in a field with chains. I, I saw him do it. I'm like, that bastard. Like, that's why he can pick me up. What? There was, like, this farmhouse uh, on the way to, like, high school. There was this one random, like, farmhouse where I'd, we'd always see, like, you would just drive past it. And there were these, fo- like, these football kids hauling just fucking like, huge 300 tires. pound tires filled with rocks and shit I and thought oh, that that, that makes sense i for yeah. some reason thought it was just him doing it by himself 
as like no. an independent choice for fun. <laughs> no. Well, he he was obsessed with uh, physical fitness. Um, he mm. was he was just a very strong individual and worked really hard at it. And he was a really good football player. But yeah, um, yeah he scared the shit out of me. And they only let me play one game. That was against <laughs> Rogers, Jake. They called me from the end of the line. It was fucking cold. It was like thirty degrees outside. And we we're in our <laughs> stupid uniforms. And they're like, my line coach was like, Evan, get on the line. And I'm like, oh shit, okay. So I go running down the line and I slip and I fall and I go airborne <laughs> and I hit the gr- I hit the track and it, it, you hear this audible ooh from the crowd. <laughs> And Bray was there watching. And then I had to get up and go back out in the line, get just demolished. Yeah, by yeah. yeah then you get your ass kicked by <laughs> 10 men. I, I hated football. Would you say that you empathize with the character Tank from this episode? <laughs> also play, portrayed by character actor and also former two time All American football star, Dick Buttkiss. Dick made big things happen when he hit people. Dick Butkus. I I seriously thought that it's. It, I took a screenshot of it because I thought I didn't know who Dick Butkus was, and I I was like, it sounded like a name we would make up. Right, it like, does feel like a big <laughs> porno name. Yeah, like like what's like uh, it's like Holly Wrench and Dick Butkus. You know, it's like a lot of a lot of vagina, like you know, like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is my Italian confidential secretary. Her name is Alata. A lot of vagina. Come again. A lot of vagina. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm just not getting it. It sounded like you said your name was a lot of, uh, never mind. Let's begin. Let's jump in, because this is a sports-heavy, hey, Super Bowl weekend is in real time for us. Yeah, we are recording this the day before the Super Bowl. Are you ready, ready? We're ready! There's a lot of, you know, uh, coincidences with this episode. So we got Super Bowl and football. We got a deaf girl. And I worked on Sound of Metal, which is a deaf film. So, you know, it's pretty much the same. We had some stonks. A lot of stonk action in this episode. (laughs) Like stocks. There's a bunch of that shit. You can invest in whatever you want. Episode 18 is called Sudden Death. I didn't write a synopsis because I don't know how, but I'm going to try Here, to. Here's, here's the episode. Jessica Fletcher's uncle passes away, and she somehow is the sole beneficiary of his stock in a football team. She now is a part owner of a football team, and then the owner of that football team who tries to buy out her stock so he can have total control of that team is murdered. And his death wasn't so sudden. That's what got me, too. Because that takes a, takes a while. Very well-timed death. It's not even a time-untimely death. It was very well-timed. It yeah. took a while to get to it. Yeah. It took about 30 minutes to get to it. But, yeah. You know, who's counting? It's quite a battle. No, it's war, Mrs. Fletcher. Tonight on Murder, She Wrote. Oh, I don't intend to let Kruger move this franchise. That wimp of a commissioner is not going to tell me how to run my business. Hey, lady, you can't be in here. Oh, that's all right. I'm one of the owners. Kruger's behind this. I know it. Phil died in testate. I never knew that about Phil. You uh, left the party kind of early yourself, Commissioner. Mr. Mason! I didn't expect to see you in the shower room. Football's a very dangerous game, and sometimes people get hurt. I'm so curious of your general thoughts on this episode. First off, acting is just so all over the place, and I love it because it's like, uh-huh. like some of it's like, okay, yeah, you're an actor, and some of it's like, you're not an actor. You know, yeah, I don't know. Some what you're of them doing are here. clearly football players. <laughs> some of them clearly are. Their line delivery was is hilarious. Um, my favorite scene though is the reveal of the body of when there's like oh, he drowned. 
drowned and he's like face up in three inches of water. And I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck do you mean he drowned? Like, it, it like took me a minute to realize that I laughed out loud. I'm like, he drowned there? What? Also, he looked dry too. He didn't really look that wet. He like, looked like he just got into the tub. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it looks like an actor was like, I don't want to be in there for too long. Like, can we do this quick? <laughs> can you just dunk me real quick in six inches of water and then... Also, Evan, as this is your first dip into the waters of Murder, She Wrote, oh, beyond, just this ep- <laughs> beyond just this particular episode, what was it like to be immersed in this uh, universe? Well, it's... Uh, <laughs> that's the perfect um, reaction that's it that encapsulates it this was one of my favorite episodes of the season it's just saying something the thing Which... that it's not necessarily be, it, it's big weakness is the murder itself yeah and how obvious it was to figure it out and then us just waiting for us for it to end but mm-hmm. it was the world of the episode that i found myself enjoying so much it was just so addicting to live in this bonkers situation where Jessica Fletcher is the owner of a football team <laughs> and yeah just that for and, no for no and no apparent reason should she be interested in this but she is so <laughs> tantalized by it she loves it so much and I think just that was the thing is no matter how little I cared about the murder itself the world of this episode and the pacing of this episode and the characters within that episode you know the superfluous kind of maybe it was him maybe it was her loved it Loved all of that stuff, and it made up for any sort of weaknesses that I felt about it. But that's also because we've seen some, we've seen, uh, we've seen. A, what are we um, doing? Why are we doing? We this? have seen, <laughs> we have seen things. For me, this episode, what really like warmed the cold cockles of my heart were these awful and great and strange performances. They're so laughable at times, and they're and they're meant to not be. Let's delve in, shall we? Last time I need a stock trade, it was six dollars a pop. You got four thousand shares. It's twenty-four grand. I'll give you thirty. It's very generous. Well, I'll think it over. She yeah. was really circling the market on this stock. She had. she really she was. was like getting offers. She was letting these people be really stressed and like upset and in fighting each other about this four percent. The when they started giving out dollar values, that's what confused me furthermore about the. Um, like whether, what they are? Or, or yeah, because he's like, I'll give you, I did a second mortgage on my house, here's $60,000. And I'm like, what team is the second mortgage in $60,000? Like, I was getting ready to hear millions, you know? Like, I was, like, that's what I was thinking when I was thinking of football. Like, you know, if you own Yeah, and they, and they mentioned, or the coach offers, because he wants a part of it or something, and he offers, yeah. like, $120,000 at one yeah. point. Yeah. I mean, that's a sizable chunk, but that's, yeah, what, ty- what type of team is this? Ferris is football it? had a bigger budget than that, and that's a high school football team. <laughs> that's true. So. That's, <laughs> so the whole plot is centered on she or she inherits the stocks of the football team, and people want her stocks to break the, to break it even. So instead of it being 50-50, it now becomes someone gets the primary share. Yeah, because if you have primary ownership of a team, you really get to make the power moves and choices. And the main owner of the team wants to move the team. And that's his big draw to buying her out. But to all of this, we see these football players playing. And every single time we see them, there's like Animal House music. As they're like <laughs> three stooging around the place and fucking shit up. They're a bad team. My candidate for the Bumbling Humor Hour is one of the funniest sequences in the entire season when <laughs> Dick Buckus, like, he, the coach is like, all right, get on the line. We're going to do this play. And Jessica just appears 
And right before the whistle blows for the play to start, she waves at his this his character's name is Tank. And Tank just waves back, hi, Jessica. <laughs> and the play starts and he just gets totally tackled. And Jessica thinks he's died. The owner, the coach and her step over his limp body to talk about stocks. I thought incredible. that was going incredible. to be the murder. Incredible. <laughs> oh, <you> were- <laughs> well, because it happens right before the actual murder. And I was like, wait, after these fucking idiots are like slipping on banana peels and s- dropping plates and meals on the football field or whatever they're doing, and like throwing pies at each other's face, this guy slips and falls and gets tackled. And then he just does, he's like immobile. He's just like a corpse. He looks like, <laughs> he looks like a corpse. It's like it's Which, like he kept moving around too much, and the director's like, "Don't you fucking move this time! I swear <laughs> to God, I will fucking kill you, Dick! I'm tired of your moving, Butkus." Dick made big things happen when he hit people. Was the coach of the episode also the director of this episode of the television show? Where he's like pushing people around, totally demoralizing yeah. them. So the episode starts with the death of her uncle, Jessica's uncle Cyrus. She's met with this like clearly skeevy lawyer he's just trying to get her to quickly sign over the rights to the the stocks i hate to trouble you with details at a time like this but i will need your signature on those proxies before you leave for cabot co oh i couldn't sign anything without reading it very carefully well i'd be glad to handle all that paperwork for you mrs fletcher Uh, as a favor of course there's people vying for the rights of the the team and she's at the center of it uh and then we're introduced to Bruce Jenner, everyone. He's here. Bruce Jenner almost <laughs> slamming a car into Jessica. God for, it's like a, I don't know, really. Well, well, let's make sure people know what the car is. It's not just a car. It <laughs> is right. a ginormous football helmet go-kart that almost runs into her. <laughs> no, but it was his daughter that was driving it. Are you all right? Yes, I'm fine, but I may dream tonight about being swallowed up by an enormous hat. <laughs> Hi, Zach Farrell. And uh, this is my daughter, Jill. Well, my goodness, Jill, you're rather young to be riding around in a big hat. And that character is Zach Farrell. He's like this aging quarterback with too many injuries, but he's still technically on the team. He's considered the main suspect of the murder because the, the main, the murdery is this guy named Phil Kruger. Kroger, whatever the, the fuck. And he's the uh, most, he is the 48% stake. He's the de facto owner. And right. He's just kind of a, a bastard guy who wants the, to get the full ownership of the team so he can move it to a glitz and glamour city from whatever this hobunk town is. Oh, that's right. They were talking about like merchandising rights. The coach of this team, he's also trying to get these shares. He, he wants to be- get them so he could have consistent small town independent feel to it he had a good scene where he, he like corners jessica and it feels really it's bizarre it's the hotel hotel, hotel. that's right kruger owns 48 percent, and a rival group of investors owns 48 percent. your uncle cyrus owns the other four percent you see kruger wants to move the franchise to a bigger city and you're for keeping the team right here i love this town it's very clearly, I don't know if you noticed, Jake, it literally is the hotel where we had the Caliastro episode. Oh, so we've been here before. It's okay. the same lobby. So- it's the 100 million percent <laughs> the same location. I was like, wait a minute, the lighting is different, but this is the same goddamn place. Smart producers, you know? I can't well, think of other shows that we've watched that just recycle shit just as much as The character, can. Phil, the guy who gets killed, he appears, Jake, he appears in Murder, She Wrote five times <laughs> as five different characters oh wow okay (laughs) so we will see this actor again literally all the way up till like 1995 so 95 you're saying we were three years old when this show stopped that's pretty cool 
I don't know. I'm gonna. I don't know what that means. <laughs> tie in confirmed. Tie in. Uh, my our birth. Li- tie our in lives? confirmed. Our lives confirmed. <laughs> Whole slew of characters. You got Dick Buckus playing Tank. Great party, McCord. Hey, uh, where's Kruger? I like Dick Buckus in this a lot. I've never seen him act. I don't think I ever want to see him act again. I thought he was charming, but there was one scene. At, there's like a party scene where he's like pretending to be drunk, and it was. I don't know. Do your fake drunk impression now, and that's I it. I think I think they no. I I feel devil's advocate to that. I think they got him drunk. <laughs> it was okay. almost so laughable that it was real. Like they got him <laughs> drunk and then told him to play a little less drunk than you actually are. That's pretty much like the intro. Is there's just a bunch of people vying for these stocks. There's a party. That's going to happen with the whole football team that Kruger invites everyone over. Love a good party with a pool inside the living room. (laughs) Yeah. It's like a fancy party, too. Everyone's dressed up in dresses and suits. At one point, they throw, like, a a woman in a nice dress into the pool who looks like she doesn't want to be there. I think they actually did a really good job of keeping it concise, though. I I will give this episode some credit. Because the plot was solely circled around the who's going to get the money or not or who was going to get the stocks or not, it was sort of this nice filtered, well, now I know who all of my candidates for who could have done it because it's only the people who have investment in that. Kruger, you have the commissioner of the football league. You have uh, this guy named Webb McCord who's got the other 48%. This is Jessica Fletcher. This is Webb McCord, my associate. He's the one that collects leopards. Oh, not the wild variety, I hope. (laughs) No, but uh, some of these animals belong in cages. (laughs) Miss Fletcher, I'm very glad you could come. And pretty much after that, that's it. Zach is presumably the person who does it because he's being blackmailed and he thinks it's Kruger. He's being blackmailed for something to do with his daughter. And so he he, he intends to do harm to him. I want to jump to the blackmail thing because there's a huge mm-hmm. blackmail reveal. So Bruce Jenner has a deaf daughter. What is he being black? He's being blackmailed because he adopted her? And that's viewed no, as... No, because... No? Did I he, misinterpret that? Yeah, so okay. what, what's going on is they want him off the contract because they're basically sinking in a bunch of money because he's on... I can't remember the type of contract it is, what, the, what it's called. Oh, it's but the, the no-cut contract. No-cut contract, yeah. So they, they want him gone to save money for the team. But I feel like that was such an... Un, it's like, hey, we got Bruce Jenner who's willing to be in the show for like one episode. He can film next Saturday. And that's like, oh, shit, let's make a roll for him. Like That's what it, it kind of felt like it was so unnecessary <laughs> yeah yeah where, where do we put him i don't know he only wants to film in his kitchen so let's yeah. have like nine <laughs> different scenes in his kitchen that is yeah well the other thing to that too there actually is something beyond that where she's adopted and how they adopt her apparently undescribably so was kind of illegal apparently that's what it was was there more going on with mr kruger than just the football contract i guess you have the right to know jessica jill is adopted We wanted a child so badly that when the chance came along, we jumped at it. Uh, We had to pay the natural mother a lot of money. It was a shortcut, but we didn't care. It also may not have been exactly legal. Anyway, Kathy's been getting these anonymous phone calls. Threatening to take Jill away from you. The lawyer man who we met at the beginning, Lockwood, helped make that happen. So the only reason that comes up is I think people, they want to potentially put blame on him being a suspect, but we we didn't believe that for one moment. Who illegally contrabands a fucking death (laughs) 
death parole. Well, I would argue illegally adopt illegal adoption is a different phrasing for kidnapping. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's, so is that what they did? They just stole a child? I think so. At the party, party, party happens. The party goes on and Kruger's there, but he just suddenly leaves. Zach's leaving. People are coming in and out. All of these characters we're meeting are kind of at interspersed times leaving or coming back to the party. Cut to the next day at the... <laughs> infirmary the morgue no it's 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 in the, it's like the room where they go to get like stretched out or like go in oh, the okay. whirlpool to like muscle you've clearly never played football jake so you've I, never been in i have played football for a week at ferris i oh. quit a week into it <laughs> i'm trying to think if evan and i crossed over in that time too we might have freshman no. year were you well, pals at that time no, no we met sophomore, sophomore year i left the the sec the last day my shit was out of locker. I was gone. Like <laughs> winter break was starting, and I was never going to play football again. So uh, I did it for that. two weeks. We uh, Ferris hired a Seahawks coach, right? We hired like yeah. a former Seahawks coach to like train the kids. Yeah, Spencer, and- it was serious well, football. It was serious football. <laughs> was fucking was this the was this the school that they shot uh, Ten Things I Hate About You? Like where <laughs> no, did no. y'all go well, to high school? <laughs> Ferris. No, we did have a film though. Though we shot a. a, a, a Samuel Jackson movie. Fuck. Uh, Shaft. Shaft. We shot Shaft. (laughs) (laughs) No, I played football for two weeks and I quit because that coach wouldn't let us drink water until the end of practice, which I thought was literally insane. Some people would call that abuse. (laughs) Some. But the Seahawks call it a game-winning technique. I am a coach for Pete's Dragon, all right? What the hell do I know about musical theater except for that I hate it? But I'm out here giving 164% and so should you! Uh, so yeah, we cut we cut to this warm-up area and Kruger has been found dead in a in one of the warming pool or one of like the hot tub pools for him. Like I've said, it is laugh out loud, fucking hilarious. This this like limp, like his face is so clearly just above the water enough to breathe. <laughs> yeah. It's it's like how did he drown? Like I don't understand. Like usually usually when you show someone drowning, they're face down in the water. <laughs> Right, right. Like, it looked it looked more like the hot tub when <laughs> Eddie Murphy did the James Brown skit in SNL. <laughs> yeah. Hot tub. Hot tub. Hot tub. Hot tub. Don't make it wet. Hot. Well, as we come to find out later, it's not where he drowned, but that's where we think he drowned. <laughs> that's that's the perfect episode summary. <laughs> that well, was, we thought we thought something, and then it was something else. Here, but it was actually drowned there. <laughs> that's that's what the IMDb like on the DVD cover. That should be the review. <laughs> I wish we could hijack the IMDb page and like re-edit re-edit the description of the episode in our the way we write the episode openers <laughs> to, to help summarize it. There's a collector's edition of this episode on VHS of this what. Yeah, it was, it was on specifically <laughs> this episode or on Amazon. I put in "Murder She Wrote," uh, "Sudden Death," and it came up that there was a collector's edition VHS of this episode. I know what we you're got- getting for Christmas. <laughs> 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 we send it. Well, if it's cheap, if it's cheap, we can just send it as a gift to all of our all of our guests we ever had. We send them the VHS collector's edition of the episode <laughs> yeah. we made them watch. So the VHS is. Twelve ninety nine. That's pretty reasonable. The I'll D- go half on that with you for him. <laughs> the DVD seventy seven eighty four. Oh, you what the fuck? Jesus you fucks. 
<laughs> I would think it would be the other way around, where like there's something like more know. collectible about the VHS because that time period. Why is the DVD seventy fucking dollars? I tell you, this show brings more and more questions each week. It surprises mm. me, Evan. You've brought something brand new into our lives. He's <laughs> These collectible... How do we feel about just that whole first act leading up to the murder in general? For me, that was the best part of the episode. I actually, I liked how confusing and strangely complex the first half of this is up to the murder. Yeah, I agree. The second half, although I like it, I like it for the like bad movie or so bad it's good reasons. Yeah, I thought the first half was pretty good and um, a good opener for me to get a read of... The, of um what the show is going to be like. Um, yeah. Did it meet or exceed your expectations? <laughs> I would say or... that it, 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 it kind of exceeded them in a way. I was prepared for some really bomby shit. Because yeah. you and I have seen the, <laughs> the dregs of film. And I was prepared for something like that. And it wasn't, it wasn't that bad. Uh, so I guess yeah. I was kind of pleasantly surprised. But then um, I agree with your conclusion that like the second half kind of then takes its own spin on things. For sure. This will be a little uh, Evan Moore bad movie dig. There's a scene where Coach is giving a speech at the end, and people are, like, coughing and sneezing. Maybe we are. <laughs> you guys. It reminded me of <laughs> Alien Blood. Did you yes. get Alien? There's a scene yeah, in a, yeah. in sh- There's this shitty, awful B-movie called Alien Blood. Sprinkled throughout the film are, like, editing sound mistakes where they had like sound effects that they forgot to remove and it's just this person sneezing and it's always like like really quiet yeah like them yeah. traveling at night and then all of a sudden <laughs> in like the background and it's really <laughs> yeah. really random not to jump that scene too early too but that football like him giving the not so rousing pep talk to his team and then they play a funeral dirge as they're walking out of the locker room but just up to the last note just to say to make sure they don't get you know boy, copyright license. struck copyright. By, by beethoven she does investigating i guess whatever you can call investigating i liked the slew thing in this episode like i think i often err on the side of enjoying the episodes more if we see some of that where her she goes outside of her rather than just talking to a bunch of people like going to a place and snooping around she snoops around the locker room but yeah. then a mysterious black loved person locks her in the steam room and cranks that steam up to to suffocate her or melt her what okay when i watched it i almost texted you guys because i'm like how the fuck do you murder someone in a sauna room like <laughs> like like that would be an, like an achievement beyond the drowning someone well, she, in, oh her overheating or but that uh, would take a long, long time. time that would take a long time i mean do saunas go up to 300 degrees yes yeah, some of them can go up very yeah. high they yeah. do yeah that's that's dangerous yeah. <laughs> now listen, I'm no, I'm no safety guy, but that's da- that seems dangerous. Like maybe 250, but the amount that it like cooks a chicken? No, 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 no! Don't set your sauna to that. Love this lieutenant character, Clyde Pace. Lieutenant. Hey, lady, you can't be in here. Oh, that's all right. I'm Jessica Fletcher. I'm one of the owners. Oh, Lieutenant Clyde Pace. When they first started. Looking at the dead body in the whirlpool, he sees, he does the classic, lady, you can't be here. Yeah. But then when she says she's part owner of the team, he does this weird, like, bob up and down and adjust his <laughs> tie. There's, like, a small plot line where he might be kind of interested in, like, he's kind of interested he, in the stock, right? He, he loves, no, he loves the football team. He's buddies okay. with the commissioner and he's buddies with Webb McCord, who owns part of the other half of the stock when we find out the murder who killed the person after they book that person and take them away he immediately
immediately says to Jessica, why'd you take so long interrogating? I'm going to miss the end of the game. Mrs. Fletcher, did you have to stand there and keep talking? We've missed most of the second half. Now, there's no time to get back there now. You'll never see another ending like that, fans. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right after the... Oh, my God. He's, like, he's more upset that. that Jessica took too long to do the classic get the murderer to monologue at her because he wanted to watch the end of the football game. Right after getting a confession. Yes. That's... Yeah. I wish I wish a few good men after Jack Nicholson's like, you can't handle the truth. And then someone's like, hold on. Hey, the game's on, everyone. <laughs> Can we watch the game real quick? <laughs> we go for a recess for two hours. We for, can we go to recess so we can see the final quarter? Yeah, the, the <laughs> lieutenant just... is not very good at doing his job, but the moments we get of him are really good. He's both does the classic tropey things, but it's not super insufferable. He's also not like gross and weird. He's just a normal kind of goofy guy. I, I liked him. I thought he was like the one he it was an audio medium, so I can't I can't <laughs> blame the clip. We'll do literally nothing for y'all but yeah. he does this weird like bob up and down like straightens his tie when she, he realizes she's part owner of the team here's what i'm gonna do because it's an audio medium i'm gonna take mm -hmm. that clip and i'm gonna ramp the audio up as high as i can so we can hear the sound of his jacket get making. his his squeak shoes on the ground and <laughs> yeah. like pat 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 so our podcast is gonna be going swimmingly and then suddenly it's just gonna be <laughs> like this awful noise. <laughs> oh, that's all right. I'm Jessica Fletcher. I'm one of the owners. Oh, Lieutenant Clyde Pace. Can we insert more random sneezes into our show? <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Here, let uh, each of you guys give me a random sneeze that I can just a sound effect. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect, Evan. Perfect. Uh, not that I don't know if this is important, but I do want to make sure we mention one of the characters we see. It's the guy that was murdered, Kruger. We see his wife. Well, they're in the process people. of divorcing. In the process in of Vegas. divorcing, she wants mo, mo money. The scene we see her on, though, is she's getting a massage. There's like this extra who's giving the massage, and he's very like slow and careful about it. You can tell that like someone on set was don't touch her. You know, just don't. Sorry, this is also a visual medium, or this is a audio medium, and I'm describing a visual. So I'll amp that sound effect up really high right here. <laughs> How'd you like to be a football star, honey? <laughs> I never once thought she was a suspect. No, it's she's led to believe she's like, oh, it could be her to distract you. It's like, no. Again, a character with way too much motive is not the character she's also in to be. vegas like you know what i mean like like how did how did she drown him and then fly to vegas and then get a massage if that's the case she's she's a psychopath you know like it's beyond killer <laughs> before or she starts sleuthing sleuthing we forgot a scene where she goes to meet with like the uh, the equipment manager, equipment Grover, manager, yeah. Grover, Grover, Grover Dillon. Uh, he's super. He's like a kind person. It's pretty clear up front of like, oh, he didn't do it, but he's he kind of gives a couple like clues here and there that help give her on the right journey. There's a great scene in the locker room where she meets with him there, and then it's kind of awkward. She doesn't necessarily accuse him of murder, but he takes it as that. Do you have the combinations for all these lockers? Sure, why? Zach Farrell said that his wristwatch was taken from his locker. In 20 years, nobody has ever accused me of theft. Any fool could open one of these things with a coat hanger. And he just leaves, and then suddenly uh, Dick Buttkiss comes in, just with his dick right on out, and there's this weird, <laughs> like... <laughs> well, uh, I, I didn't expect to see you here in the shower room. Now. Oh, uh, 
Yes. Um, oh, would you look at the time? Uh, I'll have to be running along. Flirting scene? Yeah, I, I don't know what the hell that was, but that was the most awkward thing and like stupid <laughs> thing ever. Well, too. All, all the players come in their towels and Tank is flustered by Jessica being there. And you it cuts to the reverse shot of Angela Lansbury looking right at his schlong of dawn. Yeah. Like, she even right does like a, a like, like <laughs> cartoon, like, like, she turns into a coyote from, from like Looney Tunes. Well, he's supposed to be the character who is smitten by her. And there's, he's like the fun character. It is this character is going to help out by just being a, a morale guy. Something he does do, there's a scene early in the party scene where he's taking pictures as he's drunk, loaded out of his mind, and he's taking pictures and stuff, and that will come back. And I actually, again, we finally get an episode where when the reveal happens, things we saw in Act 1 pay off in Act 3. Sure. And I actually enjoyed that. It was a nice breath of fresh air. That normally doesn't happen? usually episodes just... What'd you say, Evan? I said that normally doesn't happen? No, no, no. no, no oh! No. <laughs> Oh, no. Okay. That's like pretty standard. That's like mission operating procedures. Like You'd think so. You'd think in a, oh, I don't know, a murder mystery <laughs> show, that's what you would do. No, because I agree with you, Spencer. I thought they did that. It was fun seeing that pulled off when we get, we'll get to that point, like you said. Um, but it was fun seeing parts from Act 1 come off into Act 3, but that's also kind of what I expected. And they weren't so obvious that it was... Oh, great. We already know. It was layered in a way that for the first time, I think this is this is the part of the season where the show is starting to finally define its identity. There's still things that it's not sticking the landing that it's stuck the landing on other episodes. But the things that it is sticking in this are the minutia, the subtlety, the the little clues that pay off later. Like those are pivotal in a murder mystery. And Jessica's charming in this episode. You know, I think she always is the driving force of enjoyment for me. And I think she's at her best in this episode she's sleuthing she's funny she's caring she's really smart really intuitive about figuring it out um and also like standing up for zach the quarterback character even though he's it's early on it's led to believe clearly is him she doesn't back down she defends him he has his whole alibi is he went to the locker room to confront kruger about the potential blackmail but he wasn't there so he went home but zach literally says uh i'm glad he wasn't there i might have killed him if he was or something like that like why would you say hey, that hey, why Zach, would don't you say-, say that in front of the goddamn <laughs> lieutenant jesus christ but it's lucky kruger wasn't there or i might have killed him um where are we? Uh, that's a great question. Do we want to talk about the commissioner at all? Mrs. Fletcher, we all like Zach a lot. But with his temper, we'll have to accept the fact that he murdered Phil Kruger. Well, you may accept it, but I don't. They, the show was using him as a device to create a mid-episode diversion about who it could have been. But again, he has no motive other than he wants to keep the team in that town. I think if they had gotten a stronger actor, a more eccentric character actor and like flesh that character out in a little better way that would have been more enjoyment uh this is actor gary lockwood who he was in 2001 a space odyssey so all right (laughs) what come on you guys big name actor gary lockwood who's why'd you play a monkey yeah, yeah, I play some. <laughs> no, he plays like uh, the main character's like partner on the ship, the one that gets ejected out into space. 
Oh, very fitting. Yeah, very fitting. <laughs> you think Kubrick was like, God, his acting's just not quite up to par. What if we just shoot his character into space? I like, I like that. I think that's good. Next week, I'm going to go yell at Shelley Duvall. <laughs> She's, uh, we got through the steam room. The Grover, the equipment manager, saves her from the steam room. Yeah, kind of comes in. So it's clearly minute. not him. At one point, there's a thought that, well, if you had gotten that stock, you would have been able to keep, because he's been loyal to the team. He's been there since the beginning. He used to be a player. He's also the only one that has keys to the to the room that was where the body right. was found. Well, and the locker where, because they find uh, Zach's watch in the whirlpool. And that's the whole, you know, this case is locked. His watch is in the whirlpool. It must have been him. No, uh, no more evidence to know about. Ha ha ha. I'm not saying it's impossible, but have you guys ever lost your watch in a pool? No. No, because I don't wear my fucking watch in the pool. (laughs) (laughs) It's also his name. His name's not engraved on it. It's like state champion 73. It must be him and not the other players who are on the state championship (laughs) team. Yeah. Literally anyone here. (laughs) So again, Commissioner, the Lieutenant, and Webb McCord, the the other team owner, are all buds and they're shooting targets. And Jessica goes to confront him. Also, important to note, in classic Jessica Fletcher style, she has befriended obscure waiter who gave out hors d'oeuvres at the party, and that comes back to help her solve the mystery. Baxter, would you be kind enough to take me back? Yes, Mrs. Fletcher. Thank you. Why, 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 why is that? Like, that shit like that was like, this could be cut. This is, and it doesn't, how does it play into the ending? I don't remember through the, was it through the coat check? or something yes as we'll get to as we get to when we figure out about the murderer he does (laughs) he does help jessica figure it out we kind of get a sense of what webb's motive might be if he if he were a wink 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 if he were a suspect and also the commissioner too at the same time we're given kind of more motive in this we get a twofer Uh, i guess this is the part of the show evan where we'd like to who, at your at this point in the episode, after that target <laughs> at shooting, forty scene, minutes into the episode, <laughs> with only ten minutes to go, who did we think <laughs> did the killing? I was just kind of like, okay, come on, like who is it? Like I was, <laughs> I was just like, I was just like, okay, let's let's go. <laughs> I wasn't really like, I That's wasn't per- even. <laughs> <that> was <perfect. laughs> <laughs> All right, come on. okay, come on. Let's just fucking let's go. Let's fucking go. Come on. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't watching um, True Detectives or something like that, and you know, slowly building up who it might be in the criminal profile and all that shit i was just like all right let's yeah oh, it's one of these fucks all right let's go like i wasn't really thinking about it too much <laughs> right um i thought it was web mccord it was so obvious because we're introduced to him and then barely see him so now i know it's him uh because all these other characters we get pretty strong not even strong motives we get strong indications of where they stand on the situation and with him it was murky and that tells me that's it only brought me down to one other character and, <laughs> To the strength and weakness of the You're a better detective than Jessica Fletcher. (laughs) Well, yeah, because the way she finds out about it takes a a goddamn while. I mostly suspect the coach. Really? Because the coach, he was just so skeevy and weird. And like all of the scenes we had with him were either the one where he like corners Jessica. And then we just see the weird coaching scenes, which he's abusive to his. He's abusive to his players. Punching them. And I don't know. It's just he was such a weird character that I thought if he's the reveal, that sucks. But I I expect that. Well, that's what I'm saying is once again, he does fulfill the role of guy who is way too erratic to possibly have done it well uh, the scene after this is the scene where it's revealed that zach's daughter is a orphan deaf child that they kidnapped or whatever you know it's vague <laughs> they I'm got gonna... her from way they got her from wayfair <laughs> jill is adopted it was a shortcut 
but we didn't care. It also may not have been exactly legal. Yeah, customer service uh, wouldn't let me give her back. They got a raw deal with her, you know, broken ass kid. <laughs> customer service wouldn't handle it. <laughs> Do you think when they called the customer service support through their legal adoption agency, they're like, hey, we can't hear you. And they're like, oh, they want someone that can't hear. Okay, that's their choice. <laughs> <laughs> Is this is this ordering a adopted child like build a bear? Like, are you just assuming they want very specific traits? How do you adopt a child? Is it through? A <laughs> it is not brought up why because there's all this stakes for the Zach and his wife to need they they went through all these hoops to get her this kid, but none of that's fleshed out. It feels half baked about why it's yeah. so important they had to adopt her. I did like hearing him talk about like working with the deaf community and like representation in media. This was a really good example of this was actually like a really good respectful it's not yeah no and it, was, it was cute seeing her you know doing some signing with the girl and stuff like that it's yeah. tame it's not like it's not like her giving a monologue at the end like by signing it like that's the clue or something <laughs> like she saw the murder and like she's known <laughs> oh, the whole time but that they, they did no nobody ever asked her but she knew the whole time <laughs> yeah it would have been schlock city no, but also she's... great <laughs> the whole time she's signing father and everyone's like, oh, that's so cute. She's talking about her dad. She's the whole time. She's yeah, like except she's, to... she's deaf. She's not Helen Keller. <laughs> she's, you know what I mean? She's not like, she's, she wouldn't just go, father, father. And like, that's like the only thing she's going to sign. She it's, not like a Hodor. Sign- it's not like a Hodor type situation. <laughs> yeah, she'd be signing her ass off. People think she had like fucking Parkinson's. <laughs> her hands would be shaking like crazy. Jake, to your point, this is how it's revealed. The idea is that the murder had to take place place in the whirlpool but jessica's not convinced because the idea is that he went back to his house and then zach zach's alibis he went to the house to confront him nobody was there there was a note on the door that said meet me here to confront me but the murder takes place at the house she goes to the house the door's wide open by the way so she just Anyone waltzes here? on in there active active crime scene <laughs> right doesn't just hello? wait in the lobby and like hello hello no one's here maybe i'll check back later just starts going upstairs into a room <laughs> by the way do we not love the 80s bath carpeted room with a bathtub in it it's disgusting this disgusting. room is disgusting, disgusting. yes gross <laughs> Yeah, it's weird marble walls. (laughs) Marble marble walls, like black wallpaper. It's just like, it's just so dark and dingy. You have carpet on the floor right next to the tub that's in the center of the room. And there's uh, like uh, photo, like paintings of, is it Delphine? Roman paintings. I don't know. Anyway. Right. Well, so what she finds out is the the carpet next to the bathtub is wet. But then we see in the shadows someone pointing a gun at her and it's Mavis and that's the commercial break is there's a, there's a shadow oh yeah Mavis is the wife oh, but okay. you, the commercial break into <laughs> into the final act is we see the person in the shadows with a gun and then we it's her she's like why are you breaking into my fucking house like I just got back 10 minutes ago so she could not have been taking a bath so Jessica then realizes this is where Kruger was murdered he was drowned here and transported to the whirlpool one to thing, plant the so evidence so one thing I didn't get is sense of time and how much time had passed since they found uh, the body? And then how long ago was his? Be- was how long ago was he drowned? Because that carpet was fucking wet. <laughs> like sopping. it was it sopping was... wet. Like was it a day ago? This seems was like multiple that... days ago. It yeah. seems like at least two, even if it was one day later, even if it was it the would be like after, day, it would be dry. But it wouldn't be. 
maybe like a little damp. This was like Did she press it in and water came out like <laughs> <laughs> like gallons. This squelching sound from the yeah. carpet. The yeah. detective shows up and his hand he's just like fucking the like the ground with his yeah, hand. <laughs> and it's covered in water and he lifts yeah, it's disgust and he lifts up his hand and he goes like that carpet's pretty wet. <laughs> like yeah, <laughs> shit, dude. Yeah. It's wet all right. So then we get the scene where it's now she knows who's done it. And now it's her job to how am I going to pin it on him? And the way she gets him to reveal it's him is another classic banger from JB. She pretends to be a dry cleaner lady. Accord. Mr. McCord, this is Sylvia down at the cleaners. Who? The cleaners. The boss won't let me go home until I tell you. Tell me what? That jacket you brought in has one brass button missing. What? And so he thinks, oh shit, I lost that button in the tub. So then he goes back to the tub to try to fish it out because he doesn't want to be caught for the evidence, obviously. And that's how she gets him to go back to the crime scene. That's not a good way to solve a crime in these episodes. I hated it. I hated that reveal. I don't know why. It just seems cheap. Well, it's funny because she mentions when he's like, oh, wow, like, that's crazy how you did that whole to-do about to get me to be here, which he's super calm, by the way. It's probably because he's going to murder her. I was going to say, yeah. Spencer, you just said it exactly how he said it. Well, it seems I've underestimated your tenacity. <laughs> it takes more than locking me in a steam room to scare me off. I'll remember that in the future. He was so calm about it. Like, he was like literally like, oh, He's geez. Like, oh, uh, yeah. oh, geez. Oh, no, yeah. you caught me. I murdered someone. I hope I don't go to jail for this. I might have to kill you, too. That would really but, suck too bad. <laughs> great she, performance. She, great he job. He says, like, wow, the way you did that was pretty crazy. She's like, oh, no, I've literally used the same exact thing before. And she says the line, this really wasn't an original idea. <laughs> and I laughed. I paused the show. I, like, walked away from when I was watching. I, like, let it walk away from watching the show after that. Yeah, she confronts him in this bathroom. He gives a monologue explaining he just wants the shares and did it, you know. And another piece of clue that she found was there was two photos of her with him at the party that drunk tank Dick Buckus took. How did you figure it out? You changed your blazer. I didn't think it would be that noticeable. Blame it on Tank Mason's camera. He tacked these up on the bulletin board. You were wearing a single-breasted blazer when I arrived and a double-breasted blazer later on in the party. He got the first one wet. He drowned the guy and then changed his blazer because, you know, it got sopping wet. Like, if it was dripping, if it was dripping multiple days after, imagine what it was like <laughs> when it happened. <laughs> she should have called, like, hi, we're the dry cleaners. Your jacket is still wet. We have been drying the, and cleaning this for days. <laughs> this water is magical. We put it in the sauna. It's still not dry. <laughs> we turned the sauna up to 300 degrees, which cooks a chicken. <laughs> I liked one line he said here at the end. She confronts him, revealed, and, he, and she says something like, Are you planning to drown me too? No. I think they'll find you in the ashes when this house burns down. That to me was like, oh, that takes his threat to a different level. I, I really enjoyed that ominous villain line. It really concretely sets in like, oh, he's a fucking, okay, he's a bastard. And then in rushes the police detective. They arrest him. And he wants to watch the game. <laughs> just, not even like, not, it's fast. literally immediately after he goes, I have nothing to say till I've seen my attorney. Seems like you already said it all. Book him. Murder one. Mrs. Fletcher, did you have to stand there and keep talking? We've missed most of the second half. Now there's no time to get back there now. You'll never see another ending like that, fans. It reminded me, I don't know if you guys have seen the movie Clue. I love the movie Clue. Mm -hmm. It's fantastic. But there's one of the, like, alternate endings. Mr. Green, he's, you know, revealed to be an FBI informant. And he's the one that, you know, 
orchestrated the whole thing. He's like, I'm going to go home and sleep with my wife. And that's the ending of the movie. And I was hoping, like, the police detective would be like, well, I'm going to go watch the game and sleep with my wife. And I <laughs> He's having sex with her as he's watching the football <laughs> yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to throw a touchdown. I'm going to throw a touchdown. I fumbled i don't know what <laughs> um and it ends on a great little moment where drives up in his football helmet thing they all say goodbye to jessica <laughs> she drives just like you naturally if she's going to be the first female quarterback she's going to have to be fat zach is trying to now invest and take the stock of kroger and he wants he was going to help the team it's his team that he cares about and he wants to invest in them and they're asking if jessica's they're oh hey we're gonna be partners now and jessica's oh well, i'm not selling the stock you're not selling your stock Oh, no, 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 no. I've arranged to put my stock in trust for Jill. I don't know what to say. How can we thank you? I thought that was really sweet. They yeah. sign, or, or Jill signs I love you to her. Uh, trivia note, Jessica incorrectly signs back to her. She does the rock on, right? Yeah. The, the freeze frame is on them hugging. Sweet, there's, there is like some catharsis to this episode. I think it wraps up. However, may, I, I don't feel the same way about the back half as you guys do, but I can understand where you're coming from. But at least it wrapped it up in a way that was felt complete. And that's episode 18 sudden death dude i, I mean we have we have some housekeeping we have some things to still Ooh, yeah. do we have the with the the tithe our tie our bow and we had uh, our Jesus stomps in a fuck. trust can we retry <laughs> that sentence one more time <laughs> we have the bumbling humor hour evan which is a moment in the show that is so ridiculous and goofy and old people humor or whatever moment struck to you as the funniest moment <laughs> do you have a bumbling humor hour candidate for for me it has to be with, with the body reveal. I, I, that to me, I, I laughed out loud. I, I was working on some models while I was watching this, and I was trying to super glue something together, and it almost fucked me up. I had to pause it and everything because I was just like, "What the hell? Are you kidding me? This is the this is the reveal." Yeah, so much about it was great. The body positioning. Oh, he drowned. It's like eight inches of water. Like. The actor looked like he like was sleeping. He didn't look like he was dead. Oh, he's got light bruising on his forehead. How the fuck that happened? I don't know. The the whole thing about it was just funny to me. I second Evan. That scene made me laugh way too hard. I, it's hard really? to like explain how. F I I don't know. I just his positioning was so awkward and strange. I'm kind of shocked you guys didn't pick this one where Dick Butkus waves at Jessica Fletcher and then gets totally <laughs> blown to smithereens and Jessica runs onto the field and they and thinks he's dead but then follow up that moment by talking about stocks and literally stepping over his limp body to talk about stocks. Uh, Mrs. Fletcher, I think he just put my defensive captain on the injured reserve. Does that mean he's not dead? Not quite. Uh, are you here to see me? Uh, have you decided to sell me your stock? It's a good scene. Oh Great it's scene. A, I, oh, man. It's one of the, my favorite bumbling humor hour moments of all time. <laughs> it was I, So I'm kind of shocked to you. But I also love the moments you talked about. Also, Evan, we have a sequence called Who Do We Want to Keep? There's this trope of Murder, She Wrote, where most of these characters you just saw in this episode, we will never see again. Who would you keep to bring back to Murder, She Wrote? The lieutenant, because I want him to investigate, like, or something be like, oh, the game. Oh, like. <laughs> oh, that got me. <laughs> Please, sir, my daughter. I just need to know where she is. Please. I'm sorry, I can't. The Buccaneers are playing. God. Uh, my vote is I want Dick Buttkiss. I, I want him back. 
He was great. More butt kiss. Yeah, tank, dick, butt kiss. No other choice. There's a scene we glazed over where Jessica just shows up in her tracksuit to work out with the team because that's oh, what yeah. these team owners do. And she's stretching with dick, butt kiss. And her amount of working out in that scene is like, oh, 45 seconds. And she's like, oh, I'm poop. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he's so charming. He's so funny. So supportive of JB. He's there's a scene when they're running. He goes, I'm going to win this game for you. And it runs out. That's our last moment with him. He's just so charming and funny. I want to bring up one more. Or maybe I already brought it up. Did I bring up the. Yeah, we brought up the football speech. Yeah, this this. Well, you know, everyone's calling us losers. So maybe that's who we are. I'm really disappointed in you guys. The tone. Achoo. Achoo. Well, that's going to do it for us. Yeah. I loved this episode. One of my favorites. Interested to see how it holds up in our end of the season finale in some of the categories. Because <laughs> there's a lot of candidates for those awards that we'll be announcing for the, the Lansbury Jamboree, our finale. Announcing it now. The Lansbury Jam Jamsbury. I'm still working on the title, but we're going to get it. So in addition to this podcast for the um, TV show, you guys each have to read a book. We, no, fuck no 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 there's so many that's there where are. i draw the goddamn line i'm bad at reading to begin with let alone i, I six know you are i'm borderline illiterate i can't I'm read borderline illiterate. <laughs> evan thanks for being on the show yeah, dude, so thank you so much you. yeah thanks for having me this is thank so much i want to have you back on again hopefully for not a we'll, we'll do some other sport episode just do sport episodes <laughs> just do sport. i'm sure oh please tell me uh god you know i really hope this is so bad. You might want to cut what I'm about to say. Okay. 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 <laughs> but I'm leaving it, be, it in. Wouldn't it be great if they did like a? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna cut that. <laughs> we should. We should. You should have him starting it and have yeah. the bleep. And for... just cut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just cut <laughs> so it's a mystery thank you for listening to murder we watched featuring jake sanders spencer mirabelle and special guest evan moore be sure to check us out on instagram follow us on spotify and leave a review on apple podcast it really does help us out